Welcome back to Weekly EP. My name is Cody Swanson. On Weekly EP, we have on guest musicians from all over the world who write and record an album in one week. We listen and we talk about it. If you're interested in doing your own Weekly EP, get in touch at weeklyep at gmail.com or on Instagram. This is episode 20 with Miss Noid, aka Benta Larnsen, currently from here in Berlin, Germany. Benta and I talk about finding new ways to approach music from a childlike, carefree way, which basically just means having fun and not really caring about what anyone else thinks. And this seems like a pretty good way to approach music in general to me. We also talk about how playing live is so valuable to writing music and what that's going to look like going forward. It's a really nice chat and I hope that you enjoy it. As always, we'll do a short intro, listen to the record, and then dive into the creative process. First, here's a taste of that record. Thanks for doing this. <laughs> yeah, thank you for making uh, such a fun concept to to play around with. I really dig the challenge of doing like uh, an EP in just one week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first question then, of course, is what is your name? My name is Bente. Yeah. Okay. And I, yeah, I have my artist name is Miss Noid. Okay, yeah. cool. And is that a name that you've had for a while or for different types of projects or is that a new name that you're going with i've had it for a couple of years now it it was it's still maybe it's very connected to like my singer songwriter project where i started off like mm-hmm. when i uh, first wanted to do music what was available to me was what i could do which is singing and playing some guitar mm-hmm. and so i kind of naturally fell into this like writing a song on a guitar doing the singer songwriter project mm-hmm. so when i started to play live as Miss Noid. It's in this uh, melancholic folk pop world. Let's sure. call it that. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I guess I haven't really asked this question before, which seems really stupid because especially in a place like Berlin, people are coming from all over as well. The cat's making a lot of sound. Yeah, I can hear all of us playing. <laughs> um, so where are you from? And then also where did you make this record? Yeah. So I'm originally from a place in north of Norway called the Lofoten Islands, mm-hmm. a very small village, basically only 500 people living, living oh, wow. on a tiny island. <laughs> um, and that's where I started off making some of my music. But this little record I made in my flat here in Berlin, where okay. I live now. Yeah. Okay, right on. And why did you decide to take on the challenge of doing an EP in a week? I've recently I've been thinking a lot about like how I can get more into songwriting, how I can write more songs and basically just feel that I have more continuity in my songwriting. I have some different band projects and we have different times where we play a lot or where we write a lot of songs. But for the projects I'm only doing for myself, I feel it's been very connected to kind of like outside factors. Uh, Like, oh, I have a gig, so maybe I should write a new song or I want to prepare my set in a different way. So I was actually thinking about for myself doing this, writing one song a week for a year. Mm -hmm. But then I also realized after almost starting that project that I'm actually more comfortable with doing like different projects and including more people in my songwriting. Because when I started songwriting, I normally just write me and the guitar. But what I actually prefer is playing with other people. So when I uh, heard about this weekly EP, I was like, ah, that's cool because that's, that's only one week. And then I really get to test some, something new and then I can have another project later, but I Mm -hmm. still keep on writing. Yeah. How different or similar is this EP to what you normally do when you make music under that name? This is 
very different actually from what I normally uh, do. As I said, I would normally just sit down with the guitar and I would have a melody in my head or I would have like a lyric line that I've been thinking about and then writing something around that. But this time I wanted to put some new limitations to how I write a song because I feel that mm, when you're writing something, you're always writing with a certain kind of limitations to what you do. It can be like a fear of failing or like that you feel you have to write in a certain kind of genre. Mm -hmm. Or for me this time, I wanted to just start completely new with an instrument I've never played with. Okay. And then see where, where does that take me and kind of go back to this childish way of approaching music when you're first starting off and playing with something you have no knowledge about and then see what kind of melodies occur or what kind of music. Yeah. And it turned out very different from what I would normally do. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. That's great. We'll get more into that in a little bit, but I think we are instrument wise kind of in a similar stage with that, but we, uh, we can dive more into that in a little bit. But mm -hmm. before we jump into the music, then the, the final question is the silly question of the show. And for some reason, a lot of these questions are related to food in a strange way. But okay. um, so the question is waffles or pancakes or something else that's similar? Ooh, actually pancakes. Okay. Yeah, because you could have that freshly made blueberry jam on top of them. Okay. And you could do that with a waffle as well. But, yeah, but I think it's these pancakes that are thin. Like mm -hmm. it's not the thick pancakes, but the mm -hmm. really thin one, like close to crepe. Okay. Those are very good with fresh uh, blueberry jam. Nice. No, that sounds great. I personally have a very hard time choosing. I think usually I will also agree with pancakes, but occasionally waffles are. Yeah. I mean, if, if I would visit <laughs> some family, they would probably offer me waffles and then I would uh, yeah. automatically go for the waffle alternative. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So... Now, would you like to do a quick introduction to, you know, the name of the record, like where that comes from or that kind of thing? I can try. Like, I try to be very childish in my approach to this EP. And whenever I got an idea or a thought process where I was trying to, like, edit or criticize what I was doing too heavily, I kind of stepped away from that. Mm. So the, the name of the EP is I Don't Know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and then just keeping that approach of just like i don't know what i'm doing but it's fun <laughs> so let's see what what kind of sound okay cool and it's a fun spelling too yeah yeah <laughs> okay so this is i don't know by miss noid welcome you are now boarding the weekly ep train on the way to mars you will see that there are certain characters out of place it's him it's you it's me it's us again it's him it's me it's you, it's us again. Us again, 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 us again. The girl with a scorpion tied in her hair. Ask me if I would go anywhere with her I said I'm not sure You see my mind ain't no easy travel friend I'm worried it'll guide you straight to the end of your So tell me, is it worth it? She said, take my hand Let's go You'll only find What you already know Thank you. 
And we are back. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's just jump into it. I, I guess throughout this, I'd like to discuss, of course, the songs. Yeah. But before we jump into that, I would like to talk a bit about the instrument that you used on yeah. this record that was kind of a new childlike fun for you. So what was that? It's a microcorg. Mm-hmm. And it's this classic microcorg that a lot of people are using and it's very popular and it has this vocoder microphone that you could connect to to the keyboard right so you can also basically sing with uh, a lot of the different sounds that you can find Mm -hmm. a lot of really cool presets so you can play around with everything from techno to old old hip-hop nice yeah and it was, uh, it's actually a dear friend of mine who has it, but she's away for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So I asked her, pretty please, oh, can I borrow your yeah. baby for a couple of weeks and just play <laughs> around with it? Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, So I had the space to just try out completely new okay. instrument. Had you, in terms of keyboards or synths in general, what was your experience with that kind of thing beforehand? I've never tried anyone. I mean, uh, when I've seen an instrument, mm-hmm. uh, visiting some friends who has that, I would be like testing some sounds. But I also have this thing that if I don't know how to play it in advance, I feel very shy. And I, I think I've recognized that from, because I'm also playing a lot of like in the punk rock genre with different projects. And I remember when I started off playing the electric guitar that I had this approach that are different from some friends of mine that I would instead of just like playing around with the different loud noises, I would be thinking that I had to know how to use it in advance Mm. uh, instead of just like plugging in and making a lot of crazy sounds and see how it works. (laughs) I felt that I kind of had to read up. And I think that's also... read the instruction manual on the distortion pedal or something. (laughs) (laughs) Which sounds so silly. But I do think maybe especially for girls as well that you feel Mm. some kind of shyness of taking up that loudness and that space especially if you're in like a band setting that's a bummer i mean yeah i think that there there might be something to that and i think that's hopefully something that is changing but i think i I think it's absolutely changing like a lot of the artists you see now they're so free in their expression Mm -hmm. but i think for me personally i still have a way to go before feeling that freedom of being a child, not thinking too much about how the world will listen to you or look at you while you're doing it. You're just mm-hmm. playing around with crazy sounds and, and having fun with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so that, then this was kind of a good uh, chance to do that in uh, private, I guess. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I was basically just sitting on the floor with my headphones on and, uh-huh. and having a lot of fun. And that was also the approach, like I just connected it straight to like a Zoom recorder so that I okay. would just record everything that I improvised from the beginning okay. in order to be completely free uh, and not think too much about what I was nice. doing. I've talked a little bit about this before. I had a, like a four track or an eight track cassette recorder. Yeah. And that's just how I made music is I would just put in a brand new tape. Yeah. And I would just hit record and I would just start playing and start singing. Yeah. And I hit stop and then I hit record again. And I just, you know, and each one was just a completely made up song. And uh, it's one of my favorite ways to make music. Yeah. Because, you know, maybe, you know, maybe half those songs are just songs you never play again or you don't even remember how to play. But maybe half of them are ones you end up working into stuff that you put on an album or you play live with your friends. And Exactly. And it's some of the best music I've ever made comes out from just... <laughs> Not even thinking, not even realizing that I'm singing a song about a breakup. You yeah, know, like I'm just exactly. making up words and then like weeks later, I'm like, oh, wow. That's, that's what, what <sighs> was it was. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the, that's kind of the thing I realized by playing uh, with some of my, my bands that when I was able to create that free space where it felt like we were just like goofing around and playing, then some of the more magical songs came. And like you said, mm-hmm. like. Half of them you just throw out the window and you don't remember them, but you kind of need to go through them in order to mm-hmm. find the the other gold or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to let the bad songs get out. You exactly. Know? <laughs> so they're not blocking the next one. Like my my dad is a painter. I mean, he does a, a bunch of different things, but you know, he told me years ago, which was something that kind of I still think about a lot, which was that he would go to the studio and he would just make himself paint every day. Mm. Because he, you know, he kept, I might be paraphrasing this or getting a little wrong, but basically 
the more that he painted bad things, mm-hmm. the higher the chance was that something really good was going to come out. Yeah, you but, know, like, yeah. and I was kind of like, like that approach when it comes to art and stuff like that. Cause yeah. it's like, okay, if you just kind of keep letting the bad things happen, then statistically yeah, you're going to find good. something, something, something accidentally good is going to come out. And you're like, oh, there it is. You yeah, know? exactly. That's kind of the atmosphere I want to bring into more of my songwriting. Mm-hmm. Like you said, just keep, keep writing a lot and then, and have fun. And then eventually you will be like, okay, this I really want to work on or mm-hmm. this I can develop into something more or, yeah, yeah I, I also am very impatient when it comes to songwriting. Mm-hmm. If I spend like a really long time on trying to figure out a song, like oh, what chord should the chorus be or yeah. something, or should it have a bridge or what, it, you know, Yeah, I get really frustrated with the whole concept of music making. But if you can just kind of let it come out instead mm-hmm. of obsessing over yeah. the structure in some weird way. You yeah, know? because then you get stuck really easy. I do yeah. this thing, or normally when I was playing, or still playing these more folky songs where it's me and the guitar. If I get a song ready, I would try to go to an open mic here in Berlin or or play it live somehow because I need a new space to kind of feel and hear the song. And mm-hmm. then I might go back and, ah, maybe I should add like a extra chorus or maybe that verse didn't, yeah. didn't work out as I oh, intended to. Getting to hear or getting to p- perform a song live, I mean... It's the same goes for if you're making a movie or writing some sort of play or anything like getting to see it or perform it live is such a good perspective to understand like, yeah, does this work or yeah. does it come across the way I wanted? Or exactly. if you hate a song mm. and you think it's really crappy or boring, but then you play it live and you're like, oh, that was great. Like exactly. people en- seem to enjoy it. Like it was fun to play. Yeah. Um, no one seemed bored, <laughs> you know, yeah. then you can like, okay, I'm okay. I feel better about this yeah. now. And sometimes you also need that to see like, what was I actually trying to say here? <laughs> like you, you have this song and I'm like, I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah. And then you play it live and then you're like, ah, okay. Yeah. Maybe that's what I tried to communicate. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And I feel so bad now for, I mean, all of us, but yeah, I mean, especially all the bands that had big tours lined up and festivals and stuff like that and projects. But I mean, everyone now it's like, it's going to be a weird, I know I was reading that in London, they're going to start opening concerts again, like next week or something, which I think is a terrible idea. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I'm actually gonna, with a new project I have, I'm actually going to play a show next week, but it's not a show like that. It's, it's, it's an art exhibition and we're playing a little, a tiny set. Mm-hmm. But of course, it's it's very limited, the mm-hmm. amount of people. It's all in the corona bubble with right. like tape on the floor right, and, right, right. and all of that. So it's working or it's still like some minor possibilities to kind of have some, some of that interaction that we miss. But you're absolutely right. Like this mm-hmm. full on tours and concerts is going to be. Yeah, I wonder though, I mean, it's maybe it will push, at least in cities like Berlin, it, mm. will, it will push music shows to really interesting spaces too. Exactly. If we can't do, you know, traditional clubs and, and venues and stuff yeah. like that, maybe, yeah, things like art galleries or temporary industrial yeah. performance spaces or something, you know, maybe there'll be some good creative problem solving. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it's it's not going to... People are going to need that to come back in some way at some point. Absolutely. Hopefully we can do it in a way that's uh, responsible. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) let's talk about the songs now. So I just want to say at the beginning that I don't exactly know where it ends, but the little intro. Yeah. (laughs) It's the first time there's been a a weekly EP shout out, which (laughs) I thought was really cool. (laughs) That was part of the kind of just being in that, like, I want to improvise so I just sang like a random melody line on top of the bass that I've already laid on the mm-hmm. microcorg. So originally when I did it, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to sing it now and then I'm going to um, change it with something that I thought about or like something more, <laughs> like think about more of the lyrics. But I listened to it again and I was like, no, this is this is fun. I had fun <laughs> doing it. It sounds good. It works with the track. It's just like such a short song uh-huh. and it's, it's cool. Yeah. Because it was the initial energy I had into this, like, oh, this is a cool concept. I want to do this. So why not? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So wh- where does it, where does that end? Cause the first track is called real first song. Yeah. So there's the, uh, the line that is really awesome. That's 
on the way to Mars, you'll notice some strange characters out of place. Yeah. Which is what I liked is it's not that you'll notice strange characters, it's that you'll notice them like in the wrong places. Yeah, like that they're, they're not. Yeah, they're not where they're supposed to be. Exactly. You know? But um, you're on Mars, so oh, yeah, you're on the yeah. train to Mars. So yeah. like, what is this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so is that where the first real song starts or is that still part of the intro? I guess. Yeah, that's a very good question. Yeah, you could kind of say that. The first song maybe starts right there, like who's the different characters, but then you end on it's like, uh, it's us, us, us. Yeah, the it's us again, us Us again, again, us us again, again. (laughs) us again. So I guess that's where it ends already. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're realizing it's just the same people, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, right on. Yeah, I mean, all the songs kind of seamlessly move together. You know, they they all... It could, you know, almost be one song. Yeah, I played around with that. Like that was something and like an idea that because I'm playing around with that with another band project as well. I I like this idea that everything is just floating into each other. So when when I started to have like three or four tracks, I was thinking about where I wanted to place them. Like it's intentionally that the second song is the second song and the third song is the third song. So I kind of had this idea of, having them all as one song, but also as different tracks. In the end, when I was writing them, that was the idea that this is one song, but it's also different tracks in a way. Yeah. (laughs) So I want to discuss the the songs themselves, but I also want to talk about the recording process and how Mm. they happened. Mm. So yeah, I guess if if we're already on the first song, we can just kind of talk about, so is this one of the first tracks that you recorded? Did you do it in order or... This first, the real first song or whatever, that was one of the first like beats, not even beats, like bass line and synth line that I uh, just improvised. Like, I think Mm -hmm. it was the first day or something that I did that. But the rest of the tracks, I made them later in the week. Uh, Like, I think I spent maybe two, three days only playing around with different sounds. on the microcorg so it was only at the end of the week where i started to like shape them into like an actual song right well you had yeah. to learn how to to play it i guess first right? yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i think you can hear it a little bit that yeah whenever i found a sound or like a synth synth sound or a bass line that i enjoyed i was just sitting on the floor and trying to think like okay just play it uh, for two and a half minutes or something. So you have like something to write a song on top of. Uh-huh. And then I, I think I had like 40 different sounds or tracks. And then I just chose the ones that worked. In and a way. So, so you recorded the micro chord right into the Zoom. Mm. And you had all these tracks, these instrument parts. Mm. Then did you put those into a computer and then layer them there? Yeah. Okay. So I did that. So I... I in order to like uh, not think too much, basically, I just filled the Zoom with a lot of recordings. And then I took the memory card and plugged it into my computer and, and I arranged the tracks in Ableton and used that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right on. So you just kind of created basically a bunch of your own samples and then. Kind of. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's really cool. Yeah. Well then. Okay. So song two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the girl with uh, the scorpion. Yeah. So I'm just going to quickly read through my notes that I have here. So there is a lot of fun kind of synth risers that kind of like kind of stuff. I liked how it was pretty sparse, but then it had this kind of nice kind of build to it. And my thoughts on the first verse was that it sounds like a very interesting road trip. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second verse was also pretty interesting about the place where the sun never uh, shines or rises, but the colors are still there. Mm. I was wondering if that was a, a metaphorical or like an actual place. It's kind of both mm-hmm. because it's, I guess the track for me is about, I have a couple of friends who, who always challenge me or they kind of take me into like different worlds in a way, in the way they are mm-hmm. as people. Like they're always inviting me, not necessarily to a party, but just with their conversations they have with me or the way they play their music like I get so inspired so they take me to this place and so the I guess the place where the sun never rises the sun never shines 
<laughs> I mean, that's a reference to to my home town. Right, okay. Like in the winter, there's basically no sun. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah, that so that's like a in many ways a real place, but also yeah. And then I just added that to this idea that uh, you can kind of be afraid of stepping into some kind of darkness, mm -hmm. but just trusting either your friends who are like trying to learn you something new or trying to inspire you. Mm -hmm. Just trust that. It's a bit right, cliche. So kind of, what well, kind of the line that I, I like the line too, though, it said, so take my hand, you will only find what you already know. Exactly. Kind of like, I guess in that context, it's like, it's not scary. Yeah. You're just going to find more of yourself there or something like that. I, I'm happy yeah. you, you, you heard it that way because yeah, I, I did think about this like self-trust and, mm. And realizing that you have all of these colors inside of you or you have the safety within mm -hmm. you. And if you let yourself be inspired or if you let yourself lead into something new, mm -hmm. you shouldn't be worried about like what the outer world will bring to you. You have to still have that trust that whatever you want to do or however you want to play your music, you're just exploring what you can do within the new mm -hmm. uh, world or wherever you go yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and then also it seems like the first verse is you know the girl with the scorpion in her hair kind of leading the narrator yeah exactly somewhere and then it almost feels like it switches in the second verse and the narrator is telling someone else yeah like well i'm going to take you to the place where the sun never shines or, or rises or, yeah you know <laughs> and um like i'm going to show you this dark world where there's still colors so, so it's, it's almost like what I thought was cool is it sort of felt like at the beginning, someone's dragging the narrator into this uncomfortable place. But then by the time you get to the, the second part of the song, now they're sort of coming out the teacher sort of now and being like, oh, like I'm going to drag, take someone else yeah. through this process too. Yeah. That was kind of nice. Yeah. It's kind of, that was my feeling of this being pulled into something new, but then finding your self-trust and then being able to, yeah, just be whoever you are and then you have a space to guide someone else in mm -hmm. or or just make a comfortable place mm -hmm. and show whatever whatever <laughs> you find there, yeah. <laughs> and so how did this song take shape over the week? I think for this and also the two last ones, I think it was the two last days of the week. That's That was when I did the lyrics and the vocal lines and I was kind of like repeating different melody lines, but I, I didn't change the lyrics that much. Like mm -hmm. this time I was trying to hold this free space for myself where I'm not thinking too much about the lyrics and that they need to be sophisticated or they need to be something else. Mm -hmm. For example, like take my hand, let's go. That's such a easy thing to say <laughs> but within that song and the different synth sounds or the atmosphere that i've mm -hmm. created it felt kind of natural to just keep it there because right, that was yeah. one of the things where i was like oh you need to maybe change it or something but i no yeah but i mean yeah sometimes cliche is also cliche for a reason because it just works to convey a universal idea or universal sort of message and, and i struggle with that too i mean it's like sometimes you can look at lyrics and be like, hmm. Or like rhymes, you know, you're like, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you ever find yourself writing a song that has like lyrics, like, you broke my heart now that we're apart. And you're like, <laughs> exactly. uh, I need to maybe burn the whole song now. <laughs> exactly. you know? That's the thing. <laughs> but, but then um, if you, I mean, there's a lot of connection in that. And mm -hmm. also, since English is not my first language, I also find it that sometimes I would write things that maybe sound very childish mm -hmm. for others, especially like, yeah, native English speakers. But I enjoy keeping it childish in a way because then you, yeah, you can connect to so many more people and and you can kind of like take my hand, let's go. That's also such an invitation for everyone uh, to mm -hmm. listen and just be part of the song in the yeah, way they want I mean, to enjoy it. I mean, what would you, you would be like, come along with me or you know like there's, yeah, there's, exactly. yeah there's not a lot of other ways to quickly convey the same yeah. meaning you know so yeah don't i wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too hard on yourself about that no. <laughs> <laughs> all right then so song three is i always wanted to be pretty in my own way 
Because I know that you, on the credits that you sent me, there's some samples on here. Yeah. But, I, but because the microcorg has a, a vocoder. Yeah. So these were your own vocoded like synthy vocals. Those were you as well, right? It was both, actually. Okay. I got like, I got one sample from a good friend of mine. It's in the very start of the third song. And the sample was super cool. And it said, I always wanted to be pretty in my own way. And that inspired the entire song. So I used that only for the beginning, but then I used the vocoder and I just repeated the words sex, love, sex, love okay. all throughout the song. So that creates some kind of beat. And then okay. I just sang like, ooh, with the vocoder. And that's also one layer. Okay. And then, yeah, so I did this combination where I got really inspired by this one sample. And then I just made a lot of different other samples using. Interesting. Uh, so that sample is going throughout the song as well. Not or is it just at the very beginning? Just in the very okay. beginning. And then the rest is me singing okay, uh, yeah. different uh, noises <laughs> with the vocoder. Yeah. Um, I also really like the the drums in that one. It has a really nice, it almost reminds me of a um, Chemical Brothers song. I don't remember the name of the song, but okay. it has like this, Michelle Gondry did the music video. It's a really cool music video. But yeah. They had this really fun, it's like a loose sounding sort of rock kind of spastic rock indie beat it's that, kind of yeah that is a sample okay yeah. cool yeah and that's a a good friend of mine who's a drummer uh, and he came over the last day because i had the track with all of the things i've done with the vocoder and the samples and, and the vocals and everything and and he basically came in and we did it really quick we we found a really cool drum sample and really changed it up and made it fit the song it was very fun to to try to find something that actually worked with a track that was already made with tempo and everything because <laughs> that can be really challenging if yeah. you're like, i think it needs drums and then you're like oh no like. yeah and we basically i love that about it because we kept this like do not stop and think just check out some samples really quick and i think it took 10 minutes and uh -huh. and he's also a producer so it's really quick for him to just change it up and uh -huh. it was like okay it's good enough Right. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. didn't go back and like, oh no, it doesn't sound completely. Yeah, because you can easily overproduce that kind of thing too. So much. Yeah. I mean, you can spend weeks on. Yeah. One little thing like that. And yeah, and I think adding those that like quick drum beat underneath just really mm -hmm. basically lifted the song. Yeah, um, gave it a lot of really interesting energy. Yeah, and yeah. I would. And that's what I love about writing with others because mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to go there or figure that out by myself, or maybe, but I would spend so many hours yeah. trying to find that but when you then write with someone else they're like how about this and i'm like yeah that sounds great okay let's use it and that's mm -hmm. it then you don't need to think about it more it just works yeah yeah i mean it's i love playing in bands too i, I really miss doing that i haven't in years but that was the best part too is like yeah you can walk in with a song and then the bass player starts playing a bass line you're like whoa exactly. that is so cool i would have never written that bass line yeah and I think that's what I was, and I'm happy that I made it with this because that's, and I tend to go there that I'm writing everything by myself or that mm -hmm. I need to sit down and figure something out instead of just throwing it, sending it over to a friend and then you get a feedback and then immediately you're on a different mm -hmm. level with your song already. I think... Part of it too is that when you're used to doing music yourself or you have like this idea of a solo project, mm. it's sort of like feels like cheating if you have other people do yeah, stuff for you. Kinda. Like, well, if I, if I can have a bass, I should be able to play the right bass yeah, line exactly. for it, you know, but I don't know. I mean, sometimes you get lucky and sometimes you make a whole song with different stuff and you're like, yeah, I did it. You know, and other times yeah. it's, you're not the right person to do the whatever for it, you yeah. know. <laughs> unless you, like you say, unless you really, sometimes you really feel it and then you, it feels fun. It feels natural in a way that you play all the instruments or you want to keep it only you mm. on the project. I had a very cool conversation with a good friend of mine, which I discussed my music project with from time to time. And I was saying like, yeah, I feel a little bit stuck in this Miss Noid project because it's this folk pop and and I want to try other things or I feel I have to write in a certain way to keep the project as something. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, who, who, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> who, who decides that? I was yeah. basically saying like, I should change my artist name so that I can write different songs. And she was like, who decides what kind of music Miss Noid makes? It's right. like, it's yeah. me. Yeah. Like you could come out with a disco record <laughs> exactly. and like, like maybe a couple of your friends would be like, Oh, that's interesting. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, Are you sure it doesn't destroy the whole concept? It's like, what concept? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can, and I think that's, yeah, 
I think that's a very uh, cool thing that I see a lot of artists do now that you're just yeah creating your kind of music and of course sometimes if you're if you're already like a very established artist mm. and your yeah. listeners trust you and are very <laughs> used to it yeah maybe sh you should think about that but even yeah. then just I mean, play yeah. around with it i think the most famous case of that maybe is uh bob dylan going electric <laughs> yeah you know, everyone, everyone turned on him like boo <laughs> exactly. but i mean it's like the music he made during that time was awesome yeah you know it's like yeah, who cares? I'll just yeah. do it and do it. It's fun, basically. Yeah, I guess. keep the fun in it. I think that's very good. <laughs> I would be remiss also if we moved on beyond the song. I, the, so one of the notes I have is because it says, I always wanted to be pretty. And then there's like a kind of a pause in mm. my own way. Yeah. Every once in a while, a sexy yeah. kind of like links in with that yeah. that empty space yeah so sometimes it's the the line is i always wanted to be pretty sexy yeah. in my own way <laughs> yeah. from your perspective mm. was it i always wanted to be pretty sexy mm. or i always wanted to be pretty comma sexy yeah. in my own way both and that okay. was that was an accident again because <laughs> i basically did that i was just listening to the track and i was the last thing i had on this track after the drum beat and everything was the vocal line mm -hmm. like the not the vocal to run but the clean one with the right, okay. pretty yeah. sexy so i just repeated like whispered pretty sexy and then like you said sometimes it ended with the main vocal line so it sounded like i said <laughs> i always wanted to be pretty sexy so for me, it's both. It's it, I guess it's this idea that, mm, again, I'm thinking a lot about like femininity and being like a musician and what it means to be like female and playing music. The difference in like how you are free as a female and how you're free as a male, like in very broad discussion about that. But that this women are shaped very much around how we look and not what we do. So there's this mm, kind of, yeah, playing around with this, like, you want to you wanna be sexy, you want to feel pretty, you want to be pretty sexy, you want to feel good, but you also want to do it in your own way because you also just want to do your own shit. You don't want to think about how you look all the time as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I guess the answer is both. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> No, that's fine. Yeah. I love that. That was kind of a, an accident of the rhythms. I think that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. It's just, it was funny because like the first, you know, the first couple of times it's just, you know, I always wanted to be pretty in my own way. And yeah. then like the sexy starts kind of like yeah. sneaking in there and you're like, oh, that changes the, the entire, the entire mood. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right on. Yeah. Uh, and as a, yeah, as a side note, I think it is one of those, again, I mean, it, it is changing, but it's changing very slowly, but it's mm -hmm. like, Obviously, in anything that's a performative thing in the public, it's like being attractive is better than not being attractive. Like if you can be a Brad Pitt and an actor or a musician, like yeah. that's for men or for women, like yeah. much better. Right. Yeah, exactly. But I think, yeah, of course, there is that double standards of men can be really important artists and musicians and they can look really gross or weird. Yeah. And still be seen as like sex objects. Yeah. Whereas women generally like can still be, you know, respected artists, but like not as much sex objects or seen as sexy mm. by the general public mm. if they're not at a certain level of yeah. those standards. And then, and that standard is such a, I mean, now it's changing more, but it, it's so, how to say, it, it's very boring because it's like normally white and skinny, which is really yeah. fucking boring. Very boring. And yeah. so narrow and not representative at all for like the... Yeah. yeah, basically. So this, I, I don't know, when I was singing the vocal line, I was, I was kind of like having fun with thinking. It's kind of almost like a joke as well. Like, oh, I always wanted to be pretty sexy. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I hope that keeps moving in that direction. Um, just, it'd be, it'd be awesome if looks didn't really play into music because a lot of times you're just listening to it. But yeah, uh, I mean, that's, I don't know, humans are pretty simple in a lot of ways as well so okay so then the final song yeah is i i've i almost said i have it's i've tried yeah so this is maybe one of the to me felt like one of the 
darker mood yeah. songs on the album and uh i really liked the sounds of the doors creaking yeah. and maybe walking on a floor or something yeah. was going on so but there also there were like little kind of fiddly bits yeah like it almost sounded like moving something on a table or something yeah. like were those samples or were those things that you recorded those are the things that i recorded okay. I, I guess this song is also the one that feels maybe closest to what i've already done mm. before and also the melancholic folk, yeah folk music. exactly <laughs> the melancholy just like uh-huh. comes out and this was yeah i felt good about this track because i had the like the bass the synth track and then i had the synth track and then i just had my two vocal lines on top of that mm-hmm. so that was the tracks that i had and i didn't have anything more but i felt that it was i i liked that emptiness and the mm-hmm. minimalistic melancholy in it but i felt that something was missing like some kind of texture so i basically just took my phone mm-hmm. and uh, in this room where i was sitting with my microphone i took my phone and i just pressed record and i went and i <laughs> opened the door and then i sat down and i wrote something on a paper and i moved my coffee cup around Mm-hmm. On the floor, yeah, and I just created those kind of sounds. So okay. I just did that one phone take, and then I layered it in Ableton, and I thought it sounded exactly what I wanted, like mm-hmm. this texture to well, add some closeness. In well, that also track. because I mean, you can uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, but the story that I got from this song, or the kind of narrative, was that it was sort of a, the end of a relationship where the the narrator was trying to go towards something better or be, become a better version of themselves. And the person they were with, whatever friendship or romantic was um, stuck in a cycle of downward spiral or like kind of bad habits or behavior. And as much as the narrator wants to help them, they have seen, they've helped them in the past and they kind of see what keeps yeah going and it was like sort of like this sad break of like i don't want this to be over but um this isn't healthy for me to be here yeah and i like good luck yeah but there's nothing more i can do sort of yeah which was like yeah i mean it's a very it's a very intense kind of separation of a relationship with someone yeah i don't know if that's i think you're very right okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So the the door sounds, especially like the sounds at the beginning and kind of the end where there's like the door opening and closing sort of almost, it's like it, it worked with, with the track, with the story sort of, it's like, I might be misremembering, but I think it kind of ends with a door kind of squeaking shut or something like that. And it's kind of like, it's like, oh, okay. You know, the real world kind of bleeding into the uh, music. It was my idea. Exactly. And, And it, again, this like when a cliche works and when it doesn't work like just leaning into it because mm-hmm. when i did it i was like this this door sounds amazing first of all like the door <laughs> door sounded good in the way like it's five hours just like recording <laughs> no. the door opening and closing <laughs> and that was the thing it was just like one 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 try and it mm-hmm. sounded so good and i was like yeah this is such a metaphor for ending something and yeah and this like yeah opening up trying to to do something trying to reach for something better and realizing that you just have to close that again mm-hmm. yeah so it it yeah you're very right in your interpretation or your like what you felt when you listened to the story okay yeah mm-hmm. sometimes i try not to do that like i try not to yeah. overanalyze songs because it's not like a uh it's not a review podcast, you know, it's like, no, a, no, yeah, I get it. Um, but yeah, sometimes when I get the chance, I do like to ask other songwriters, what exactly is this the story you're trying to convey? Yeah. And stuff like that, just because uh, I think it's all an interesting process. But uh, anyway, getting to the, the final question, which is not exactly the end, but it's this because this is <laughs> sometimes this answer ends up being the longest part of the interview. But rounding out at the end, like, what are your final feelings or thoughts on the record itself as as it is as a a piece of music or, you know, something that you've made as a work, you know, as an album, and then also the experience of making it in general. Mm. I'm very happy that the intention I had going into writing this actually worked out. Like I was really focusing on keeping like this free space where I'm very childish, where I'm reaching out for others and asking friends to come over. Like my friend who came over the last day, like basically the last hours of the week uh, that I was supposed to write it, but then who added some of the um, 
drums and a bass line and just getting like feedback on it and um yeah i'm really happy that i'm <laughs> yeah we're in berlin yeah. yeah yeah i'm very happy that i managed to keep the childish like playfulness in it and it did really yeah open up a new world for me in many ways like my uh, drummer friend who's producer were absolutely gonna like work together after this oh, that's, that's great yeah, yeah because i realized like oh, i love synth pop or whatever you uh-huh. call it like i love this way of writing songs as well and especially the last song where again i didn't overthink the lyrics i had some idea of what i wanted to say but i didn't try to make it into something too complicated i just um, kind of tried to keep the feeling in it so i'm absolutely gonna like continue making some kind of synth pop projects and continue this collaboration like that's great yeah like yeah. the one no go ahead oh, just, <laughs> so what synth are you gonna get because you're gonna have to, gonna have to <laughs> exactly. give the microcorg back to your back friend at some point friend, it's true <laughs> well i need to research it a little bit i guess maybe like yeah. ask friends uh, to play around with the different ones that I they have berlin would be a great city for that yeah. i think so too absolutely <laughs> yeah. yeah also all the different again like since i'm a singer and, and use my voice as an instrument. I, I really love love and want to do that more, like explore how I can use my voice as an instrument and how I can mix them with, yeah, sounds from a room or sounds from mm-hmm. the street and and do more of that. Like it basically realized how fun I think it is to create my own samples and then and then yeah. make music by layering them and, and making them into melodies, basically. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really cool. I mean, it's a... Uh... I'm very impressed that you could basically record uh, a bunch of different tracks and then get them to fit together <laughs> later. In, uh, yeah. Do you have any situations where like you had a, the bass uh, part and you had like a another little synth part and you're like halfway through finishing the song, you're like, the synth just doesn't yeah. quite line up. Or yeah. It's like it's going to be too much work to cut and paste and splice it all together. Yeah. And you're like, well. I had a couple of those moments. There was yeah. one bass that I, I digged it and it was so cool. But all of the synth sounds I had, like nothing worked. Mm. And I was re- I was extremely frustrated at, at one point. And also this fun thing, because when you're sitting there with your microcorg and you have your headphones on and all of the bass sounds, especially, they sound so amazing. And then you hear them on your shitty uh, speakers on your on your computer and it's like yeah. oh there's no sound here <laughs> because yeah. it's just you need that uh, proper mm-hmm. um, sound system as well to hear them yeah yeah so i had a lot of those frustrations where i was like yeah this 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 could have sounded really good mm-hmm. but then again this like not to get stuck in that moment then i would be like okay leave the room or try another sound or change change mm-hmm. now because if you get stuck in that moment Mm -hmm. then you're not you're gonna lose the fun of the process you're gonna yeah you're gonna think about it for too long and i think like since i had this i need to do it in a week i was kind of it was more urgent to do that but i think normally when i would write songs i would tend to go there way too often just think too long about something Mm -hmm. uh, way too long before you release it or uh, get stuck in some kind of detail instead yeah. of moving on to the next next fun sound you know mm-hmm. I mean, it's sometimes the best thing you can do is like leave something yeah like musically or you know artistically and then come back to it yeah like step away yeah uh go for a walk everyone always says go for a walk you know or <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. uh, you know go to the gym or or yeah. you know watch something or something like that and then you come back and you can kind of look at it in a fresh way and go okay absolutely i had during that week two or three days i was I was not doing anything. I was just outside in the sun or mm-hmm. having beers with my friends. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good time for it here as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel very bad for all my friends in other um, places that can't at least do that. Yeah. You know? like, I mean, yeah, we're very lucky in Berlin for yeah. having that. Mm-hmm. freedom. But yeah, we don't have to go down that route. We've done a very good job. This is maybe one of the least Corona discussion episodes so far in this podcast. Kind of good to hear. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice not to focus too much on it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> how, 
how can people find more of your music? I know you discussed that you've been in a punk band. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how can people hear you playing <laughs> punk music? Yeah. Exactly. So I have um, on Spotify now, I mean, you have my Miss Noid project, a couple of songs there. And you also have a Northern Norwegian punk band called The Camel Toes, which you can <laughs> find on on spotify but for the more recent projects i play in a band called la laguna we've been playing live in berlin for a while but we're actually going to release something during the next months and i think the best way that's awesome yeah i'm really excited about that it's a weird time to release music but it's but also i feel like that's what people kind of like we can do that still yeah that's true and again this like why why keep the music for yourself Mm -hmm. just get it out there and listen to it and then I have a very new project, which I'm excited about, which is called Therapy Session. Therapy Session? Therapy Session, okay. yeah. So that's a new band that's some kind of like experimental punk. And you can find us on the Instagram. Okay. We haven't right. released anything yet, um, but we're starting to play. Uh, you should put at least a little clip up there or something. Hopefully mm-hmm. during this week, we'll, okay. we'll get something nice. Nice. out there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. So I think maybe Instagram is the place to find both La Laguna and Therapy okay. Session at the moment. Is there anything else that you would like to say? I guess, yeah, I, I had so much fun making this. Again, to keep it in this, not think too much, this very childish approach. And now just like letting go of music, I think I'm going to just let it be exactly like it is right now and, and release it on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. Nice. So that if anyone digs it, then they can listen to it. And why not? Cool. That's great. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I'm glad you had a good time and uh, I look forward to whatever multitude of new projects and kind of stuff you have coming out. Yeah. Including the synth synth pop or synth wave. Yeah, that's going to be Whatever it's called. Fun to explore, (laughs) yeah. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Weekly EP. Once again, my name is Cody Swanson. Well, there you go. At the start, I said that this was going to be a nice chat, and I hope that you agree it was. As someone who's getting deeper and deeper into synthesizers and electronic music, I look forward to seeing what instrument Benta gets, and if she's okay with it, I will update you guys when that happens. Also, I hope that you enjoyed the summer comps these last two weeks while I was on holiday. I had a really nice time listening to all the old music from our previous guests and putting it all together, and I also had a good time sampling all the uh, South German Bavarian smoked beer and meat-stuffed onions. Also, oddly enough, I had the best Indian food of my life in Bamberg. Legit five stars. Who knew? Please check out more of Benta's music by hitting up Miss Noid on Spotify. That's M-I-S-S and then N-O with the umlaut, which is the two double dots above it, Y-D. Also, check out her other projects, The Camel Toes, La Laguna, and Therapy Session. All those links will be in the show notes. And if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and rate it wherever you listen to podcasts. It really, really helps a lot. Also, you can follow us on Instagram to see some cool pictures of instruments that were used to make these albums, as well as various photos the guests send in of themselves, which is uh, a lot of fun, usually. And uh, then you can also find all the episodes, some cool maps that show where people are from around the world on our website at weeklyep.com. And as always, if you or someone that you know would like to do your own weekly EP, Please get in touch. We would love to hear from you.